It's all in your approach. How do you approach your business? Have you identified your special sauce? You know, that's what sets you apart from other people in your industry. And if you have, do you lead with it? This is one thing I love about today's guest, Penny Fox. Although she is a Pinterest expert, her special sauce is in practical productivity steps when working in Pinterest. So the term social media productivity coach is much more apropos. She has a way of approaching Pinterest so that it fits within your business lifestyle. Yes, we can get all the information about pinning, but without the systems, it just becomes more things we know and don't use. So I'm excited to have Penny here to talk all things Pinterest from answering my question, is it too late to get in on the Pinterest bandwagon? To going into how keywords are where the magic happens. I'm starting my own Pinterest journey and I'm at the very, very beginning. So I'll want to revisit this conversation with updates. In the meantime, Get ready for some great info with Pinterest traffic builder, Penny Fox. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, You have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. So welcome. Today I have Penny Fox with me, who is the Pinterest traffic driving expert. And we're going to dig a little deep now. I have been getting much more into Pinterest in my own business. And Penny is someone who I've been working with for a few years now. And I've been back into her layer, into her world of Pinterest as I'm going back into things with my podcast now. So Penny and I have a lot to discuss about Pinterest and how to use this to drive traffic over to your website, over to the content that you're creating. So welcome, Penny. Oh, thank you, Sandra, for having me today. Awesome. So, okay. First off, this is my number one. Mm -hmm. Let's just make it clear to everybody that Pinterest is a search engine, not a social media channel. That is correct. That is one of the biggest things that I have to share with people when they first get started on Pinterest, because they want to talk about their followers. They want to talk about how many people like my stuff. They want to talk about, should I be repinning a certain number so that somebody will follow me back? And should I comment on people's pins? Mm. I have to explain to them, when you go onto Google and you run a search for a blog post, are you looking for people to follow you back? Are you looking for people to comment back on a search that you did on Google? You don't. You're on Google to search for something. (laughs) And that's what Pinterest is. But the beautiful thing about Pinterest is it's visual. And the thing that makes it so amazing and why so many millions and millions of people are going to Pinterest as a lot of times that's one of their first places that they go for a search is because we're visual people. When we run a search on something, it's so much easier to see the results come up visually versus a whole bunch of text, you know, like you get at Google. And quite honestly, if you really study what's going on with Google, usually the search you run somewhere about the third or fourth line is a Pinterest pin or a Pinterest board. They mm-hmm. are coming up. 
Right. So right. the optimization that we do on Pinterest as a search engine is actually having us show up on Google. Totally. And that is really the thing I try and drive home with people. Like Pinterest is another form of your search engine optimization. You know, it's another way to get your content out there and have it be found. And it kind of takes the pressure off too, because there isn't that, oh, I've got to go in and engage with the audience piece. You know, like you are learning about your audience there because you're looking at your analytics, you're seeing what people are feeding off of or liking or what's going viral. And then you can go do more of that, but you're not having to engage and grow it in the same way that you do a Facebook or an Instagram kind of thing. So you always know that Pinterest is like, hey, I need a DIY idea, a design idea, or I'm planning a baby shower. So tell us about some of the other industries that Pinterest is really good for. Like who should really be on it? Those people who the majority of their target audience is women. As much Mm -hmm. as we love to think that men are scrolling on Pinterest, they're not. I'd have to say if 80, 85% of your target audience is women, they're most likely on Pinterest. And the interesting thing about it too is it's not targeted towards you know, 18 to 34 or 25 to 54, it runs the full gamut. I would say 18 to 64, you know, you're going to have a huge number of people. And the difference in the age is just how they're looking for it because what they're searching for, you know, a 64 year old is not Mm. going to be searching for a baby shower, but but a 20 year old is not going to be searching for where am I going to go now that I'm retiring, where am I going to go on vacation this year? Right. Or lose weight with menopause. So how they're using it and what they're searching for is different. So the other thing I would definitely say is for local businesses, there is a way for you to use Pinterest with regards to, and we can talk about that when we, when we get to that section about the keywords with the hashtags, you can localize your content, but I would say Mm. for the overall usage of somebody who's going to use Pinterest, it is in your best interest to have the option to have something online. Even if I'm just downloading something to get onto your email list, as mm-hmm. the, you are going to have a greater chance of somebody finding your content who may not live in your neighborhood. And so if they're coming to your you know, website and they're finding your content, what's that call to action that they're going to do? And if it's just because I need to stop into your store because it's two blocks down from my house, and I live across the country, that makes it a little bit difficult for me to engage with a client. So as far as an industry goes, I say it runs the gamut. Quite honestly, I have in my personal experience of being, you know, a Pinterest coach and been doing this since, oh my God, 2011, I think that's when I first started. I have worked with everything from antique stores to right now I'm working with a bridal dress where you come in and, you know, you set an appointment and they create, you know, designer dresses or they find designer dresses for you. I've worked with people who are selling an online academy. So Mm -hmm. to me, I can't really tell you that, oh, these people are no good and these people are really good. It's more about who you're talking to. Is it women? And do you have some sort of opportunity for us to connect with you online? That's really the best answer I can give you. Awesome. Right. And I do have to say to that, since our time working together, like you have inspired me in terms of being like, I've got to get my, like, I even thought of something that I just did in my keywords podcast a few weeks back. And I was like, I can turn that into a PDF so that I, you know, I was like, when I drive traffic from Pinterest over, people can sign up. Like there's the 10 
things you should know about keywords and it's a PDF to download. And that all comes from our engagement together about having a purpose. And it's been so top of mind, having a purpose to when you drive people in your call to action, have give them an action right. to take. Yeah, let's sit on that one for a few minutes. Okay. Because that is a really important piece. As you know, you are a part of, of a group that I have called the Pinterest Traffic Builder Program. And it's about using Pinterest to drive traffic to your website. But one of my biggest goals, and one of I think that people are missing when they do try to utilize Pinterest, is that call to action. What is my next mm-hmm. step? What do you want me to do? I have actually taken the time when I'm scrolling through Pinterest and stopped, clicked on your pin and not just saved it, but clicked over to your website because whatever it is that you're telling me is so fascinating and amazing and stupendous. I've got to go there and you've got me on your website. Don't lose me. Right. What can you do to retain me as a potential customer, as a potential reader of your blog, to get on your email list, to join your Facebook community? What can you do to keep me connected to you? if I've taken all these steps to actually get to you. And so I think it's a really important piece too. And as you are now discovering, Pinterest isn't just about, oh, how pretty is my Pinterest pin? What's the next step? How can I get you to engage with me from a perspective of, you know, like I say, being a potential client? I can speak from that from personal experience because I cannot tell you how many people have actually gotten onto my email list from Pinterest and, and when we finally start working together as clients and I'll say to them, how did you find me? And they'll say, I don't know, you know, something came up on Pinterest and I clicked over it and I got on your website and then I downloaded your free ebook and now I'm mm-hmm. on your email list. And then you talked about this program or you talked about, you know, doing coaching sessions and I've been following you. So yeah, now I'm with you. And it's the ultimate funnel. I mean, that's what you did. You led them down the line to purchase. Mm-hmm. So, so smart. And, you know, not to get all we're not going to go over in depth into the funnel piece, but it's an important part. And it just really means breaking down the process of getting someone to work with you from when they first meet you and when they first encounter you, what are you going to do to engage them? That even starts, the funnel starts with the pin, what you're doing to engage them. What's the call to action to bring them over to your website? Then what are you doing to engage them there? What's the call to action there? Again, it's leading them through the next step. So, you know, I'm on with a lot of female entrepreneurs who are like, oh, the funnel, you know, and it's it's really just let's break it down and talk about what is that process? Like every step of the way, there's a next step. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be complicated. And sometimes there's space in those next steps. Like you just said, in your example, this person was on your email list for four months before they then were like, oh, you have a Pinterest course, you know, or they decided to leap in. So that next step was engagement through a newsletter that gets sent out weekly or biweekly or whatever it is. So I think that's an important piece to think about all of those steps as well. All right. And this one, I just really, I'm asking for myself to, as I go further into getting into Pinterest, right? Okay. It's so crowded, you know, like we know, like I, you've been doing it since 2011. It's now 10 years later. And I'm like, uh, I'm just getting started. Am I too late? Have I missed the boat? Is it like oversaturated? No. That's like saying, can I not submit my blog post to Google? Awesome. It's the same thing. (laughs) Right, right. It honestly is. you got to remember that as much content it is out there, the number of users are increasing. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you now, and the best thing about Pinterest is it can become very topic specific. 
So while you think it's so crowded and there's so many people on there and there's so much other pins and content, but when you allow your content, which I mean your pins, I will interchange say content and pins. It's the same thing to me. But when you make sure that your content is very specific, you are going to connect with the person that's looking for that specific topic. So if there's a hundred people out there looking for um, golden retrievers, you know, what's the best toys for a golden retriever? That is so content specific that if that's all you do, my goodness, there's going to be a ton of people out there who are going to find your content. I don't think in any sense, shape or form that if you are not involved in Pinterest at this moment, that you might as well just throw up your hands and go, no, I'm not going to do it. Right, right. Awesome. Jump right in. And it's good because it is a matter of, you know, to your point and us talking about it being a search engine, you know, how you're optimizing. If you're really targeted with what you're optimizing your pins for and your descriptions and your titles, you will find your people. So it's good to know and reassuring because we've all scrolled Pinterest and mm-hmm. it's just woo, 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 some of the same things and all of that. So it's good to kind of be have it being brought back to that original point of it's a search engine and it's just like you optimize your post, your blog post for Google now and you're going to be found there. So Awesome. And that also brings me to like the whole look of things, you know, designing mm-hmm. pins and everything. I mean, this is a workshop unto itself, but yes, you know, yeah. let's talk about what's happening now, 2020 and into next year of like what are some of those design elements that we need to think about and what's happening there. I think when I look at designs, one of the first things that I do whenever I work with a client is I tell them to go to your home feed. Go to your home page and start scrolling around. And set a timer on yourself and just scroll around for a minute and ask yourself, what's catching my eye and why? Did that one catch my eye? That caught my eye because that's orange. Did Mm -hmm. that catch my eye because the font is really large and it says words that resonate with me? And so when we start to take it down to just the smallest little thing is font size, making sure it's a clean font. I love a cursive font, but it's horrible on Pinterest because you can't read it because you got to remember that the majority of people are actually looking at Pinterest on their phones. Mm-hmm. So Completely. If, I, if I can't even read it on my desktop, it's going to be horrible on my phone. So ask yourself, you know, why is this color jumping out at me? Why is this image um, drawing me in? If you spend a few minutes doing that, you're going to find bright colors. Bright colors are huge because what's happened is Within the last couple of years, Pinterest now has the background of white. Right. And so years ago, we used to think there was these great little images where we show this beautiful picture of somebody's desk and maybe it had a couple of things like a stapler and a beautiful notebook mm-hmm. on it, but they all had these white backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And now they just get lost. They get lost in the feed. Something with a black background is going to pop a whole lot better, but you know what's going to even look better? Red, pink, orange, purple. Even a bright green is going to do so much better than a white background. We used to also say years ago not to put people's faces in there Mm -hmm. because there was a whole thing about people's faces. But now you're seeing more and more faces and you're also seeing more and more faces of diversity. And Mm -hmm. I love everything about that because for me, one of my clients does an online academy. And so when I create her pins, I look for women of diversity. I want a woman of diversity to be looking at her pins and going, that's me. Mm -hmm. That's me sitting at my laptop. I could join her academy. That's me talking to another friend across the table. I could be a part of this academy. 
So when we looking at pictures, you know, we want to be able to see ourselves in it. As a matter of fact, my new client with the, with the bridal dresses, we're actually going to be obviously going to be showing beautiful models wearing the dresses. But I had asked her, she has an Instagram account where she's got real women who have come in and tried the dresses awesome. and they send her pictures of their wedding. And I said, I want those real women pictures. I want a real woman who's looking for a dress who's mm -hmm. size zero yeah. and, you know, who wants to see, and she sees this amazing woman who has been dressed by your company from your business to be able to see themselves in that image. So when we think about the image themselves, we have to think about the image of the pin. Who's my client? Who am I talking to? What am I trying to explain to them? What is the idea? What is the goal of it? What is the call to action? Right. What do I want them to do? What's the story that I want mm -hmm. to tell? So my images for what I do are going to be completely different than somebody who's with a bridal industry or an antique store or something like that. So I would, if I have to give you like a, the overall, I would say, stay away from any white background, try to go brighter colors, make sure that font is large mm -hmm. and clean. And, and I don't have a problem if it's a serif font or a sans serif font and all those kinds of words you want to throw out. <laughs> right. Just avoid the decorative fonts. That's all I could. That's my biggest thing. Avoid the decorative fonts because they're not going to work. They're not going to be able to see it. And one of the biggest tips that I could give you if you're just getting started and you're not sure what your pins look like, set up a secret board on your account, upload your pin to your secret board, and then pull it up on your phone. Mm. And see to yourself, can I read this? Can I see this? And on the secret board, it's going to have a white background too. Is this popping? Or does this right, right. right into my white background? And so if you're still trying to figure out, that's one of the best ways that you can decide, you know, especially look at it on your phone to see, because on, you know, desktop, it's 900 by 1300 on your phone. It's like the size of your index finger, if even that big. Right. Completely. And, and you need to really be thoughtful about all of the text and what you're putting on it, because you feel like you have so much more room when you're on a desktop, but when it shrinks down, mm -hmm. you've really got to be targeted with what you're saying and what you're putting on there as well. Yeah. I love that you just brought up story though, because we forget, I think sometimes with Pinterest, we're just about, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Rather than, even though we say it's a visual search engine and different than social media, I think there's still that opportunity to weave story through because yeah. you're creating these boards about your business and mm -hmm. your brand. And so there's still an opportunity to bring yourself forth and what you do. So I, I love that concept of bringing story into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can almost storyboard it. If you think about it, when you're creating, right? pins. you know, I could create a series of pins for one blog post and I could storyboard the whole thing that would say, you know, this is the first part of my blog post, the second part of my blog post, third part. And I can make a pin with each one of those pieces of my blog post and would direct it back to the same blog post. Right. And, and I think it also is a way when we talk about bringing your brand story, it doesn't uh -huh. have to just be everything that you do as a service or you sell as a product. There's also that opportunity because once people, I feel like once they kind of start following you or get a sense of who you are, like then they start to explore other areas. So mm -hmm. it's, oh, who are you? You know, yeah. who are you, Penny? What else do you do? Oh, you love dogs. Okay. Now I'm like endeared to you a little bit more too. 
you know. And not just dogs, golden retrievers. <laughs> and in particular, right. As my yellow lab is like scratching at the door and everything here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so mine are down here underneath my feet. That's right. I said that earlier. Awesome. So let's hop into what is really my favorite thing about Pinterest is the use of keywords. I mean, for me, this is like the fun part, as nerdy as that sounds. Um, <laughs> but it's really like, that's the interesting piece. It's a puzzle. Like, how are you setting yourself up so that you can be found? How are you using the tools that Pinterest allows us so that you can be found? I did just do a whole piece on keywords. So we know that it's about listening to what your audience says, the words they use. And one thing I want to point out is let's stay away from some of those clever things. If you're a health coach, don't say you're a health superhero because nobody's searching for health superhero, you know? So those pieces, like let's really listen and use those terms in our areas on this pin. So let's dive into some of what yeah. you, you know, your expertise on keywords. Okay. One of the best tools that Pinterest has is the very, very top. And when you log in, you're going to see like a little magnifying glass. And when you click on that, and it opens up into the search. It's actually called the Pinterest guided search. And they refer to the word guided search because what happens is, is you start typing in words, new keywords and phrases mm -hmm. come up. And that's Pinterest telling you, these are the keywords and phrases that people are actively using right now on this website to look for this particular topic. So what you're going to do is you're going to use those keywords and phrases that Pinterest is telling you. And you want to make sure that it matches closely, as close as it can to what it is, because sometimes it can go, you know, ideas, it can go portfolio, it can go layout, mm -hmm. it just, you know, it takes you where you go. And, and as a matter of fact, this is so fresh on my mind, because on Monday, I had a session with a client of mine. And some of the things that she does is she um, is creating a program where how to build a workbook, a planner or a journal in a weekend. Oh, cool. Which is really super cool. So one of the things that we were doing was like, okay, we ran a search on workbooks. You'd think the word workbook comes up. It didn't come up. We kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And so finally, at one point, I said, I got an idea. And then I typed in the words, ways to market your business. And once that came up, boom, we had an explosion of, you could go here, you could go here, you could go here. Mm. And the other thing is, so what I had told her is, and, and she was like, wow, that was really insightful because I would have been throwing the word workbook all over that thing. And I had no idea. Right, right. You don't know if you've never used Pinterest before, your first thing that you should do when you start putting your pins up there is check the guided search. Because like uh, my client, we would have just automatically assumed, why not workbook? Everybody talks about workbooks. Mm -hmm. Not searchable. It was not searchable in the least bit. We actually had to go to workbook um, we had to find it within um, ways to grow your business, unique, creative ways. And when we put creative ways to use your business in there, other people's workbooks started coming up. Right, right. So we're Interesting. Like, okay, that's what we need to use. So I had to tell her, you know, you can use workbook in the pin description, but let's do this. Um, let's make sure that that's not what says in the in the headline. So now, here's and I love that fact that it's telling you exactly what to use. Exactly. Like you know, you it is telling you what people are actively searching on Pinterest. And you know, we went over this too. In Google, does that similar? If you type in a you know, let's use the term beach. If you type in beach in Google, it's going to say beaches near me, mm -hmm. beach restaurants. Like it'll give you terms yeah. that people are searching. So it's that same thing. So that's a huge tip off to you 
of what direction to go in with your it, keywords. And it's huge. And, and here's a really important thing about um, Pinterest. Pinterest allows us to put our keywords in two really good places. When it's, you know, when we put our image slash pin, whatever you want to use, our image pin up on Pinterest as we're um, uploading it, we have two spaces that we're going to use our keywords. Our headline, which is going to be very, very topic specific. So let's use my my client again who had the workbook in a weekend challenge or, you know, the program that she does. So instead of it saying workbook in a weekend, you know, as the headline, we put creative ways to grow your business because that's mm-hmm. what we discovered worked. Now down right. at the pin description, we can easily create, we can easily duplicate that and say, are you looking for a creative way to grow your business using that same long tail keyword? Check out this opportunity to create a workbook in a weekend to grow your business online. And I know for a fact, grow your business online is a keyword phrase because I use it all the time. So I don't want to say we're keyword stuffing because we're actually going to use them in sentences. Right. But we're going to use as many keywords as we can because somebody may be looking for creative ways to grow my business, but another person could be looking for how to grow my business online. And Mm -hmm. so both of these people, we now have the opportunity by utilizing our keywords, either in the headline or in the pin description and, or both of them, depending upon how they're searching, our content can come up. Well, and just in that sentence, you created one sentence and it had three keywords in it. Are you looking for creative ways to grow your business? This could be through a workbook, through, you know, you can list out a few, you know, a few items. Like those are all keyword terms you're using and it's conversational. It is how we speak. So it's not keyword stuffing. So in the course of, you know, two sentences, you could have six keywords in there that help you be found. And those are based off of what you know people are searching for on Pinterest already. Exactly. I have one blog post, excuse me, I've got one pin that is consistently going viral every single month. I think it was the month of July or August. It brought 50% of my website traffic from this one pin. And in that one pin, there's two sentences. And in those two sentences, there's seven keywords and phrases. Awesome. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, it is, if, if you're listing a few items, this is who I'm looking for. Are you looking for this? And then because we can do this, this, or this, all of a sudden that's, you know, five keywords right now that makes sense. So that's great. And that goes back to two. So then, you know, people are finding you through boards and they're finding you through your pins. So let's talk about boards and, you know, because the keywords also apply here and, you know, boards are coming up when people are searching terms. So I have two questions to this and you can split them up as how one is how many boards should we have? I mean, you know, that's a number one. And I guess it's subjective based on what you talk about in your business. And then, you know, I always talk about niching down and being focused about what your mission is and what you're doing. So you can't be a customer. Everybody can't be your customer until you're Amazon, you know, but Amazon started with one thing and then they expanded as well. So you know, let's talk a little bit about niching on the boards because of that keyword search as well. So how many boards should you have and then niching of it? You want to have at least 20 boards. Other than that, if I saw somebody with less than 20 boards, chances are I would not be following you. And I would think you're just starting. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with having less than 20 boards if you are just starting. But if you are really going to generate this, Pinterest loves something called fresh content. Mm-hmm. And content does not always mean you writing a new blog post every single day and putting a new pin on there. It is you pinning other people's content. It is you sharing, you know, it's, it's, you know, creating a new image for an old blog post. 
So the idea of creating a new board like once every couple of weeks and then filling that new board looks to Pinterest like, hey, she's creating new content. Right, right. But it could be a new image of a blog post that you've pinned previously. Right. And so when it comes to boards, um, you are completely correct that you're going to go topic specific and niched, but dot, 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 it's general. <laughs> so don't put marketing muse on it because nobody's searching for marketing muse. Right. You could put marketing strategies on there. You could put uh, marketing tips on there. And you know what? You could have a bo- board that has both of those marketing tips and, you know, creative ways to market your business, you know, those, and, and you want to make sure that the content on those boards is also specific and niche down. The more specific niche down that you are using a general, you know, the general phrases that, that almost sounds like an oxymoron niche with a general phrase, but totally though, you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say, you know, you don't want to go so far down that nobody's ever going to find that board. You want it to still be a general for, you know, but there is, you know, I can, I'll give you an example of, I have actually have two Pinterest accounts and my original Pinterest account is, is me as the Pinterest coach. I have a board that says Pinterest designs, Pinterest pin designs, promoted pins, Pinterest strategy, uh, Pinterest for business, Pinterest for bloggers, which all sounds like it's the same thing, but the content on each one of those boards is not, right. it's a completely different, you know, my Pinterest strategy board might talk about Tailwind uh, as the scheduling program and how to use Tailwind. Um, my Pinterest for bloggers could be about how to generate more traffic to your website and, and have more people read your Pinterest for business could be, how are you going to make money using Pinterest? Mm-hmm. So the actual content itself on each one of those boards is niche down, but yet Pinterest for business is very general. general. So you see what I meant? I didn't mean to sound like an oxymoron, but they really do mean something when you are niched down like that and it allows you to create that content. And the irony of this is those specific boards that do generate that kind of um, interest and it gets really specific, those are the ones that get pulled up on Google. So if Mm. you create a board with your content on it, that's very niche specific and it gets pulled into a Google search, there's a really good chance that you can start driving some Google traffic. We'll find your board, find your content on that board, especially if you're pinning to it frequently because, you know, Google loves new content being pinned to it, then it'll show up in a Google search. I actually oh, wrote that's a awesome. post about that, how to, how to, how to do a backdoor to go, to get yourself, um, you know, shown on Google, on a Google search through a Pinterest board. Oh, we're going to link to that in the show notes. Okay. I'll get we'll put a link to that, just to that blog post as well. A few weeks ago, also on this podcast, I did an episode about your business themes. And like, that's the place to start defining the themes for your business. Because once you have them written out, those are the overarching categories that you're talking about. So you can then decide if, you know, you talk about email marketing, that might be too general, Mm -hmm. but perhaps then you can use that as a, um, as a starting point to say, oh, well, I can talk about email marketing to grow your list, email marketing for um, sending newsletters, Mm -hmm. copy, that should be, you know, there's all these different uh, branches that can come off of the email marketing tree that could then be boards that you create. So you can start by using your themes in your business that you've created and outlined and then kind of see where you can niche, but not go too hard, not too yeah. far. Don't go, don't go all the way down because if that's the case, then um, most people aren't going to find your board because as, as you had said earlier, there's three ways that people can find us through our profile, 
our boards and through our pins. And generally, most people will find us through our pins. But there is a huge search that happens with people just looking for boards, looking for a whole board that's already curated some content. And how can I find your board? And if you try to niche it down way too far, I'm not going to find you because it might not be something that I'm typing in and searching for. Yeah. And I think that's also a good thing to keep in mind of it's a process as well. Like you're not going to, I mean, I know we've had discussions about how you've tested new things out and then have gone back and been like, oh, let me go and rework it, you know? Or we were even talking about A-B testing of like put two things up and see. So, you know, it isn't a set it and forget it type thing. I mean, sure, there are pins that you can put up and you're like, it's just there, it's on the board, it's doing its thing. But it's a process. So just like everything else in your business, you're going to give it some attention, you're going to go back, you'll evaluate, um, you know, not to go, we're not going to go too deep into this. But Pinterest also has analytics that you can jump into and look at and just just like every other platform that we work in and see what's doing well, what people are responding to, so that you can then do more of that. Like yeah. I'm big on data. Is it working? Do more of that. Yes, yes. I, I openly admit to being a Pinterest addict. And part of my, <laughs> I check my analytics way too much. Oh, well, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I am bad about checking my analytics. And I'm like, I, you just checked this two days ago. What's different? Right, no, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Like, oh, go look. Um, but the great thing about Pinterest analytics is um, you're not just watching your, your pins. You can also see, is there a board? that you're actively using? Is this a really good board for me to continue pinning to? Um, is this one getting a lot of impressions? Because they'll do something and they'll say, um, a percentage of your pins are being shared. So I know that that's a good board for me to continue to pin to. Oh, so, awesome. So you've got analytics, not just based on the pins themselves, but your activity that's happening within there. You can also um, be following what's going on if you do video. They will show you the analytics with video, um, not just who's clicked on it, but did somebody go, um, they've got one analytic that says um, this percentage of people were there for 95% of the video, you know, they mm -hmm. clicked off after five, you know, um, five seconds. So that allows you also, and, and I know you and I were having this conversation about some video that I tested out and I'm getting a lot of impressions, but I'm not getting a, a whole lot of click throughs. And so that's that moment where I take a look at and say, it's my content. Right. You know, I know I keyworded it. That's what helped it show up in the impressions. I know that there was something that I did right about it to keep people there for 95% of the time, but the content itself was not engaging enough to have somebody click on it and go over to my website. So that allowed me to analyze what I was doing right and what I needed to tweak and make better. Um, and so you have certain levels with your analytics. You can look at impressions and impressions is just the number of how many times is your content being shown in a search. All that means is how good were my keywords? Awesome. My keywords being searched. So the impression number is really large because it always shows what, what's going on with your search. But the one that you want to look through is this thing called link clicks. Mm -hmm. As, as much as I love people to save my stuff and to look at it and say, oh, that's the prettiest picture ever. I need you over on my website. Right. My goal and why I spend any time on Pinterest is to drive traffic to my website. Because I know once I get you to my website, you're reading my blog post. My pop-up comes up. And the next thing I know, you're on my email list. And as we discussed before, sometimes people on my email list convert into clients of mine. Mm -hmm. My goal 
is to get you over to my website. So that link click number in my analytics is oh so important because then I can look and see, okay, which blog post drove that traffic? Can I mm-hmm. do pin for it. Um, can I even write another blog post? If that blog post topic was so fascinating that this many people clicked over, can I can I expand upon that? Can I do a whole series of blog posts? Can I turn that into a video? You know, so I utilize that information to see what I could repurpose, what's working, what needs mm-hmm. to be, where am I going with everything? And so like I said, I I get a little obsessed with, I'm more obsessed with my Pinterest analytics than my, my, my Google analytics, which probably could be reversed. Right. But I know I get the same way about Google analytics. I get all excited because when we make database decisions, we are making informed decisions. We're not just guessing like, well, I think people like it or I liked it. So I think I should do more. You know, and that's why things are, you've got to just always go and take a step forward and try something and then check the analytics on it. I recently did a whole redo of my site, SEO and things like that. And I was in my Google Analytics and I've been thinking, oh, I should try and get some more of LinkedIn or do more on Instagram. I get so much traffic from Facebook that it's almost like, why? Why should I even like, you know what I mean? Like, I just should be doing Facebook lives. Yeah, I'll get to them. They're coming. But like, those are the things that it's like, when you're already so far in, you should go deeper rather than necessarily say like, I need to start in another source from, you know, here and bring it over. So it's just interesting when you make these database decisions that they are on something concrete, they're on other people's actions. And so I love to pop into the analytics and and check those things out. And like you said, like you just riffed on how we can use them to better what we're doing and our mission. So make a series of something, you know, make another post. Do like that to me is the brilliance. That was just the gold. And everybody needs to go back and rewind and listen to that, those few sentences again, because that then is how you go deeper mm-hmm, right. and how you repurpose. And, and I want to just say, because I, I thought of this earlier in our conversation too, that Pinterest is not just about making more work for you. It's about reusing what you have, you know, like, you know, so here is a, for instance, with me coming onto Pinterest, now that I have says, you know, eight months of podcast episodes, I have all this content that now is the time for me to start repurposing this content. I'm not making, I mean, I am making new content, but I'm not making new content just for Pinterest. I'm taking you know, snippets from what I've done in the past and put putting them on Pinterest now to get more people to have their eyes on me. So it's, it's a little bit more work, but you know, it's not a lot more work in terms of it's not. And it's not like I'm writing a blog post and the only place that it it goes is Pinterest. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always (laughs) write a blog post and yes, the first place I go is Pinterest because of what I do, but it goes into my newsletter. It gets repurposed on LinkedIn. I will post up an image on Instagram and, you know, within Instagram link, go, you know, go link in my bio, go, go to my website and see my blog post. You know, that's at least four places right there. I've shared that in my Facebook group that I manage. So one piece of content can get repurposed into so many different places. And I've had people ask me before, but yeah, but you're posting it everywhere. Isn't it just duplicating it? And, you know, and I said, you know what? How many times have you seen something and immediately reacted? But if you saw it again, and then maybe the second or the third time, you're like, oh my God, that's right. There's that blog post that I wanted to read. So maybe in a way, it's not such a bad thing because I'm going to trigger you to finally go over to my website <laughs> and to read that blog post that I'm trying to, to get you to see. Then when you scroll down and there's the call to action is to get onto my email list. 
although those algorithms move so fast as well in terms of the the timelines and the feeds that we need to reinforce them. So, I mean, that's what the whole, I, I, I talked about this previously too, that that's what the whole concept of Meet Edgar is based on. Oh, is yeah. You're yeah. recirculating uh-huh. your content out. So you uh, put in a bunch of content up to a thousand posts, a thousand, and then it circulates it for you. So because we aren't seeing everything, you know, no. when you hop on, you're only seeing a portion of what is being uh, produced and put out there. So, and and then that's why also wrapping our ideas up, keywords are so important. Search is so important in this so that you are reaching the audience who wants what you have, what you are promoting, whether it's a product or a service, you know, people are actively looking for what you have. Yeah, exactly. I always look at Pinterest as a jumping off point. And here is something really interesting about Pinterest too. Because of the fact that we spend so much time optimizing things for Pinterest, and as I shared with you earlier, I've got two Pinterest accounts. One of them, I just started focusing 100% on the new Pinterest account because it has to do with a, a second business that I own because you know I've got nothing else to do with my life. Right, exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> when you're fab at something like Pinterest, you're like, I know I can make that happen too. So I have a second business. So I've been focusing on the second business Pinterest account and not really been helping, you know, not doing so much with my uh, original account. But the irony of what's going on here is because I had spent so much time optimizing everything for Pinterest. My number one source of traffic for that other website is organic search. So everything was so optimized for Pinterest that it has now translated into Google organic Google search. Wow. Getting more traffic from Google organic search than anything else because I had spent so much time optimizing for Pinterest. Wow. That's awesome. Because then it's serving two purposes. I mean, they're still going to find you on Pinterest, but you've kind of moved over to Google now, moved over to Google now. And it's really my intent to do that. It was just, no, but I mean, that's the ultimate repurposing, right? There you go. (laughs) The ultimate doing one work and having it show up in a few places. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll circle back on this, all of this, because as I really dive further into my, my new Pinterest endeavors and my Pinterest journey, I want to share more of that, you know, and I do want to credit Penny's course, the Pinterest Traffic Builder course, which you can find at PinteresttrafficBuilder.com. And, you know, there'll be a link in the show notes to that as well. So you can work with Penny as well. She's fabulous. And she also, she gives a lot. I mean, I've been in this course and she still does these monthly calls for it where you can hop in. I mean, there is so much value and she's really updated things. It's just like in certain ways, how social media changes, Pinterest changes too. And so Penny keeps her finger on the pulse, which, you know, we need these people in our lives. Like, so if you're interested in it, I I highly recommend her course to go seek her out. Please do, because I love Pinterest. And I, I just see there's so much potential for, as we have discussed now through this whole, you know, conversation, that it's not just about making those pretty pins. Mm-hmm. And making, you know, how, how much can I make an image and I can put it up there and I'll be done with it. There's so much more because it is really almost like the foundation of what you're doing in your business, how to mm-hmm. drive traffic to your website, how to grow your email list with it, how to build your client base with it. You know, all of those amazing things that we're always trying to figure out how to do. My little secret is give Pinterest a try because I truly believe, especially if your target is women and it's women, you know, who have some sort of 
products, sales, or anything that you're able to connect with them online, I think that Pinterest is a wonderful place for you to for you to be. Awesome. Well, everyone, go hop out, check out Penny, hop onto Pinterest and start digging in, start looking at things and taking all your resources. Penny, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.